welcome back everyone to another episode where we collectively agree your girl ain't shit and i really am not today because i'm hungover as fuck (laughs) and i really probably shouldn't be doing an episode but what is real and authentic than to talk to y'all because i had audacity to have shots last night when i knew i fucking shouldn't have but it is what it is you know your girl thought she could hang i don't know who the fuck i thought i was last night but here we are but we have a special guest for you guys another little yesy with friends moment we have but this one's special because he is actually from new york well he lives in massachusetts right now but he's from the east coast so it's really fucking exciting his name is joe and we're gonna fucking welcome him on my podcast. Hi, friend. <laughs> that was a fucking strong intro, dude. That was not a strong... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you kind of... Uh, you underrated yourself. I feel like that was a really good intro. My entire yeah. podcast is me underrating myself. <laughs> hey, dude. That's... that's. I feel that. That's probably... Uh, I know where that comes from, but yeah. I feel that. <laughs> well, welcome. How are you? I'm doing cool. I'm just chilling. It's one of those Sundays, you know, just fucking chilling. How about you? I everything hurts. <laughs> Shit, I feel you. Like long night, I guess, huh? Long, long night. We went from we're just gonna go watch a game, a football game, to fucking singing karaoke at a bar called Monkey Pants. This is a good time. Oh, so you didn't you didn't plan on going karaoke? Oh God, no. We shouldn't even have fucking made it to that bar. Like we should no. <laughs> Damn. That's that, but those are the best nights, though. I feel like. Oh, for sure, we had so much fun. I I actually have um, what is that trophies uh, for falling off of a fucking scooter, guys? Um, <laughs> Why well, I thought that? I could ride a scooter? Huh? You said you said what? You said you got a trophy for falling off a scooter? Yeah, the fucking gash on my elbow. Oh yeah. Oh shit! Are you okay? Oh, I'm I'm fantastic. <laughs> That's so funny. Damn, sorry to hear that. No, yeah, I. If you're so over here, I don't know. Do you guys have birds over there? Yes, we have birds. Fuck can... those things, okay? Oh wait, are you being sarcastic? Like actual birds? Like I'm talking about those stupid electronic scooters. Oh, we do have electronic scooters. Yeah, okay. I, I, I I misunderstood you though. Okay. You dead ass yeah, answered me like yes, we have birds. Um, the only reason why I took that question seriously was because uh, the last time you asked me. There was one time you had asked me if there was, like, oceans by me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I seriously just didn't realize that maybe there was weren't as many oceans in Arizona. So <laughs> I was like, yo, this, I was just very confused. It's like, wait, there's no oceans in, in Arizona? That's interesting. That's fucking dead. Also that you, like, thought that there were... Why would there be oceans around Arizona? <laughs> so funny. I've been surrounded by oceans my whole life, so I, I just... Yeah, I didn't question it. Yeah, tell the people where you're from, man. Uh, so I'm from New York originally. Uh, I was pretty much there my whole life and uh, kind of, you know, reached a point with everything where I just felt like I needed change. Um, I needed to start over and, you know, really kind of get myself away from anything familiar and uh, and in doing so, really figure out like who I am and what I want without any sort of outside influence or pressure or expectation. So, yeah, I uh, I ended up in Massachusetts in a, in a much smaller town. Dude, and, what what balls to like do that? By the way, 
You know, it's funny you say that because I don't really know what it looks like to like have people outside of myself. Obviously, I only For have sure. what I know, and I, and I feel like I'm so lost in it that I don't really realize like what it looks like. So that's cool that you said that. I didn't. I, it is definitely courageous. You know. No, I actually so like. For the most part here in Phoenix or here in Arizona, like a lot of us just stay here. It's more rare for people to do what you do or what you did than normal. So like for me, like just hearing it, like especially down here, like in our culture, like we stay with our families, we stay here. So like, that's why I'm like, dude, that's brave as hell. Like I wish I could do something like that. <laughs> Damn, well, I really appreciate you saying that. And you definitely can do it. Um... So, yeah, it's the same thing in my hometown. Like, I wonder, like, what do you think that is? Like, why do you think people don't leave? Could be a lot of things. I mean, one, we live in the worst fucking economical. <laughs> like, it's so much harder now to just pick, than to pick up your shit and leave if you're, like, financially unstable, too. Um, sure. And I think people, I, I feel like you can even get broad with it. Like, people are so used to comfortable in every aspect of their life, right? So it's so hard to, like, yeah. want to step out of your comfort zone and put yourself in a position where... It, like you, I think remember in the beginning you were saying like it was so tough for you to financially just be out there but you kept like wanting to do it and wanting it to work so you kept yeah. pushing through and I don't think a lot of people have that like ability to do that right like they'll give up or they just already get anxiety at the thought of it like maybe just hearing us conversating about it, it gives them anxiety like no I, I don't think I could do something like that <laughs> yeah I mean I, I could see why though it's not hard um, to see why I feel like there's just so much unknown right Right, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it, it still kind of feels weird to me sometimes. Like, sometimes I even wake up and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm out here. I forgot about that. It's weird. <laughs> I know it's weird. I know it sounds weird. But when you're when you're in the same environment your whole life and then you just leave, it kind of feels like just super strange, you know? Um, oh, absolutely, and, yeah. then, and, and that's plenty of reason in itself to give someone anxiety. Um, but I will say... Uh, I do love it out here, and I do feel like I've probably grown more from this experience, like, than probably many other ones. I don't know. It feels like a crash course sometimes, you know? Dude, absolutely. I mean, and it just goes to show you, like, at any point in time, like, you really can make those decisions for yourself and really change the trajectory of your life if you really, really put your mind to it and wanted to. Yeah, for sure. Have you... Uh, I, you, I, I'm pretty sure you've mentioned this, but do you have any, like, aspirations to move one day? Well, right now, the goal is to get my own place, because I do live with mm -hmm. my parents, um, my roommates. <laughs> <laughs> They're my favorite little old people. Um, <laughs> no, I moved home to um, spend as much time with them, because they are older. My dad's in his late 70s, my mom's in her late 60s, so I just kind of wanted to... I have a soft spot for them, wanted to, you know, come here, spend as much time with them. But now that I'm kind of at a point where my life where I really do need my own personal space, the goal is to get my own place here, um, kind of closer to work and all that jazz. <laughs> Tiny oh, aspiration, sweet. but it's huge for your girl. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And then you could have the best of both worlds. You could have your privacy and you could also be close to your parents. Oh, absolutely. My relationship with my mother, are you fucking kidding? I'll probably still be over here like at least three times a week. <laughs> That's beautiful, though. That's really, that's sweet. Yeah, she's my best friend. She was giving me shit for coming home hungover. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, sometimes, you know, in their eyes, you're always their, you know, their baby, so. Oh, dude, for sure. Absolutely. No matter how old you get, right? Oh, dude, absolutely. 
Uh, my favorite is like one time I came home so fucking hammered and I passed out on the bathroom floor. Very embarrassing. Very bad look for your daughter, but eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> And my favorite part was like, I wake up to a pillow and a fucking blanket. Like she literally like set me up for success to sleep on my bathroom floor. Oh my God. I was like, my heart, my little lady. And it was hilarious too, because my dad was like, because I thought about it. I was like, if I was passed out in the bathroom, like y'all didn't wake me up to like leave. Like, how'd you guys use the restroom? My dad was like, it's fine. Use the patio. We're good. I was like, oh, okay. That's so funny. (laughs) Love the support. They just avoided you? They sure did. They gave me my peace and quiet, Joe. (laughs) That's kind of sweet, though, too. Oh, yeah. They're not normal parents. They're literally, that's why I call them my roommates. Like, I really live with, like, two fun adults. Um, Our relationship is fucking hilarious, so. (laughs) That's so funny. Best of both worlds. But, yeah, like, hopefully to get my own place and do the damn thing. Um, Which I guess is an announcement for you guys because I had literally, in season one, explained living at home but once again as i've I've said before like people gotta do shit on their own terms right of course you you don't do things because society tells you to and if you do well fuck you're living in a little little tiny little box (laughs) (laughs) but um what was i gonna say speaking about the world i was thinking because one of the things that i like to do is just talk about whatever the fuck's like current in the day day to day thing but dude, we have got to talk about that Travis Scott shit. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I don't know too much about it. I, I I heard some stuff happen, but what what exactly happened? You dude, it it isn't gotten over. Or well, you're not that on social media, are you? No, I avoid it like the plague. To be honest, I I don't blame you. I've literally talked as I'm doing a podcast. I talk shit about social media all the time. <laughs> right and and as we're probably both gonna share it on social media but that's it's cool it has its place right the but, irony is real if i'm gonna be a hypocrite at least it's for that <laughs> yeah no it's, it's cool but so what happened eight people died so have been reported could have been more um yeah, yeah eight people died at World, his concert in houston um through cardiac arrest because they were raging in the crowd when he was like hyping up and you know like in the concerts when things get really like Puppy, and they were getting trampled on and all kinds of crazy shit but he would not stop the show oh, wow. and people were screaming to like get them to stop to get these people out to get them to safety and like it was just a whole little clusterfuck and right now on social media everybody's sharing concert videos where they have multiple artists like being able to stop a show to calm the crowd and to get the people out of there or whatever Right. So he's facing so much shit right now because he didn't do anything. He he like saw that they were passing out and like shit was going down and he was still like dancing around like everything's fine. Oh wow. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? Like this is what I'm talking about where like everything just comes together of like I don't like influencer culture. I don't like this like god complex that people give celebrities like that that just goes to show you like how much power you give into a celebrity because clearly the fans did not give a shit like there was a lot of fans that were booing the people that were trying to help the other people who were dying oh wow that's that's crazy it looked so grim it was gross <laughs> wow. I, I feel like a lot of things had to have gone wrong to set that situation up right thousand percent yeah it's just... I mean, the first, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I feel like the fine. first thing that comes to mind is like, don't they have 
a predetermined number of what is an acceptable amount of people in a, in a tight space. For sure. There, there are so multiple things wrong with that entire situation. So they oversold tickets then? Probably. And there were like, there was a 14 year old kid there too. I think in one of the like articles I was reading, I'm like, I did not know you could be that fucking young at a Travis Scott concert. Yeah. Um, That's horrific. Yeah. The, I mean, because you said that people got trampled. So to me, that it gives me the impression that there's way too many people there. You know? Well, especially like the whole cardiac arrest thing, um, just with being super claustrophobic or how tight the crowd was too, to get these people to like that heat exhaustion or whatever is that, that occurred. Right. And I'm just like, dude, like, that's just, I don't know. I irresponsible, really irresponsible. Also like just all those other concerts that are like examples of dude, you really could have done more. Yeah. Um, that's really sad to hear. And those fans too, man. I just, I could not imagine being that on one that you literally have no morality to like help people in the fucking crowd. Like seriously? (laughs) Yeah, I've never heard of that. I mean, I've been to so many shows and I've seen some pretty heavy bands and I've never seen anything close to that, you know? Dude, people lit shit on fire at the Slipknot Slipknot concert last week. (laughs) Yeah, and, and... Wow. And nobody was injured. Nobody was burned. I mean, granted, should we be setting shit on fire? Probably not. But yeah, probably not. Nobody was injured. They, at least they got home safe. You know, like the last thing you're thinking about when you go to a show is um, about returning home safe. You know? Absolutely. Like, how uncomfortable is that going to make people feel? Like they're like in the back of your mind. You're like, well, mm, could get a cardiac arrest today because these fans could turn out crazy. Yeah, this is, this is nuts, man. I feel like every day it's something new. Like, ever since 2020 started, I feel like just, we've, we've been throwing the gauntlet at this point. <laughs> what is that? Like, a fucking 2021 bingo? Like, who had eight people dead at a Travis Scott concert on their bingo right? card? Yeah, it's yeah. it's really grim, and it's really disturbing. I, so, like, I've been to raves. Or I don't, they're not supposed to be called raves. They're festivals. But I digress on trying to argue age here. Mm-hmm. But, um... I've been to those and it's like, dude, there's so many medic tents and there's so many like people making sure that everyone's okay. Nobody's getting dehydrated. I mean, granted, everybody kind of knows that you do drugs at these shows. So everyone's kind of aware of that. So everyone's making sure everyone's hydrated and all this stuff. And it's like insane to me that I'll go to something that is that crowded, same concept. And it's so much safer than what happens at Astro World. Like that's insane to me. Yeah, for real. I know, it's funny you say that. I think of the same thing. Like, I've gone to see, like, crazy heavy vans with pits where people intentionally hurt each other and everyone's fine. Dude, you it's know? 100%. And, and that's why I think it's so funny because they're like, well, you shouldn't put that much blame on Travis or, like, it's the fans' fault. To be honest, it's the God Complex fans create from that artist that they get from that artist and that they lose sight of, like, basic human, like, basic human reaction to something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. That's an interesting perspective. So you're saying that maybe the crowd there was a reflection of Travis' music? I wouldn't say his music because I I won't go as far as like music kind of like, I think I love freedom of expression and I love like, you know, you take the message from a song however you feel. I don't like the obsession that the borderline is unhealthy to a celebrity. I feel that. Because, mm -hmm. Because they're following him. So had he stopped and say, y'all, this isn't cool. Lock it the fuck up. 
if they do if they follow him and they believe him then they're going to listen to him right so his yeah. his reaction to what was happening is only going to be that much poor to like everyone else's that follows him to that extent and that that's unhealthy that's just not i don't like that <laughs> yeah that's a shame since it's influencer culture we want to be we want to find shit to relate to so bad to a point where it becomes borderline unhealthy and your reflection of your morality is going to be based off of a fucking celebrity like you're shitting me right now (laughs) it's funny you say that actually i I think it's interesting because i think a lot of our personalities are shaped from people we really admire i really admire you know and you'd be surprised what we take from what we take you know for sure and and that's what's scary it's like so I don't like influencer culture because yeah, there's plenty of people out there that are doing great and are influencing great things. But I honestly just, when you go on TikTok or you go on any of these apps, I'm like, there's more be- harm being done from influencer culture than the right things. That's so interesting you say that. That's just my perspective because I've been doing the most I can to step back from how- well, I feel like it's like everyone has- their own opinion and their own belief and you know influencers have the platform to do that right to share their opinion and to share their perspective or whatever Mm -hmm. um but it's i mean yeah then you have people who argue like are they qualified to speak on those topics like it's a pretty dicey situation you know 100 percent. so much gray area so much gray area it's funny you say that there's so much gray area i feel like that's really just it, right? There's mm-hmm. so much gray area, and we're always swayed to pick a side. Right, like an not, extreme And side. not acknowledge the gray area. <laughs> no, a thousand percent. I think you can argue that, unfortunately, with, like, the culture that we're in, like, that quote-unquote woke culture, you know, that it's, like you said, extremist. Like, either everybody's on the right... Oh, God, that's political. I don't want to use that term. Either everybody's I, 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 A... I I did. Did you see me? I was like, no way. Dude, wrong word, guys. Wrong word. <laughs> the, the, the spectrum of humanity is what we're talking about, not, not the spectrum of political. Yeah, God, you guys know I don't fucking get into politics. Don't even. Oh, my fucking yeah. almost vomited in my mouth. No. So what I'm trying to say is like, people are either choice A or choice B, right? B is my perspective, A is my perspective, and these motherfuckers want to be put in either category with their opinions, but people don't understand that that's not a good balance. Like, you need both. At the end of the fucking day, like, that's yin and yang. There's always going to be bad. There's always going to be shit. There's going to be always going to be all of that. And yes. it's it, you can't just be like, well, this is my, like, perspective, and it's the right one. Fucking says who? There's so many extremities and so many other things that could happen that are game changers, but because you're so level-minded or, like, so focused in on your opinion, then you're not even listening anymore because your ego's telling you you're right. Dude. All right, so first of all, this is the conversation I've been waiting for. (laughs) No! On this thing. So this is what gets me excited, right? To have these kind of conversations. For sure. First of all, like, I kind of want... I'm kind of waiting on the person that has the huge platform to just come out and say, like, I don't fucking know, honestly, right? Like, For sure. Like, why do we always have to know everything? Like, why can't we just admit that we don't know shit? Dude, facts. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that, but I did it. And I probably did it for a reason. But, like, 
I think that's why I always love the name of your podcast. I feel like it resonated <laughs> with me so much because it's like, dude, like, I feel like even if you, you know, you ever, you ever go through those moments in life where you're just like, I feel really like wise, right? Mm-hmm. And then like a couple months will go by and you'll look back and you're like, dude, what the fuck was I thinking? Right? <laughs> like that All the time. Just, right? Like you, like you outgrow versions of yourself and I don't know. There came a point where I'm just like, I don't even really like I can acknowledge where I am in my path, but I don't get too invested in it because I know inevitably that what I know is just what I know, you know. And if you know anything, you don't, you know, you know nothing at all because there's so much out there, right? Dude, a, a thousand percent. That's why, like, I was talking to my friend about how you know she was like, you're getting a lot of requests to talk about mental health. That's just one thing I won't do. Like, I won't sit here and tell you how I think you should address your shit because that's dangerous. I am not qualified. I am biased. I am only knowledgeable through my experience. That's fucking dangerous. For you to sit on a platform and tell people, like, your perspective and trying to sway them based off of your own experiences, like, I don't like to do that. So, like, I always... I'm very transparent on my podcast. I'm like, guys, I could know... Like you said, I could know something now and completely change it a year from now um because it's in the end of the day we really don't fucking know everything like i can sit here and people always compliment me all the time on my maturity or my wisdom like you said or whatever i humble myself real fucking quick because i still fuck up (laughs) yeah of course and we're supposed to right yeah that's how you learn um yeah and and it's funny you say that because like it's funny because I always tried to speak on like behalf of my own experience. For sure. But in the same in the same breath, you have to acknowledge like this is just my experience. Like that does not invalidate yours. Like I believe that you know you have your own experience too, and maybe maybe our experiences can, um, like what's the word I'm looking for? But like you know maybe my experience kind of validates one thing, and your experience validates the other. Well, who's to say that they both just can't be equally true, right? Like, Facts. But yet we can't work it out because in the ego, like in a well, not only the ego, but if I feel like everyone, not everyone, I don't want to project. Um, I feel like we're very divisive, like we're very tribal humans, right? Right. Um, I mean, we live in a society where some people will like literally only buy Apple products because they're Team Apple, or uh, you know, the opposite because we're very tribal people. Yeah, it's I like, like I said, you're either choice A or choice B. And it's like, why can't you just be both or somewhere in the middle or, or be one, but acknowledge that the other exists too. Like, you know what I'm saying? That gray area. No, a thousand, a thousand percent. Um, it, it's kind of like, uh, where did I, I don't remember. Kind of similar. Like I was watching a show and these girls were getting very upset. Cause it's one of those like survivor type shows. I don't know if you've ever watched MTV's the challenge. Nope, I haven't seen it. They were just getting upset because they felt as though they weren't getting recognition because they were like they were seen as weaker women because they were women on the show or whatever. And like they started talking about that. And I got annoyed because I was like, first off, you come on a show that's literally you're supposed to fucking be athletic. I'd assume you understood that was like the basic requirements to win said challenges. And I don't like the narrative of now it's the guys' fault because they're saying you're weak. Yeah, they're judging your fucking physical endurance in these challenges if i was on that team i would too i would be like why aren't you working out more why aren't you trying to win this challenge more like i'm looking at you physically right now based off of the requirements of this not the narrative of like 
they're talking shit about women being weaker. And that's the shit that I don't like. We'll never be equal in any of the fucking topics you can possibly fucking talk about if you don't see the other side. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting specific storyline for a reality show to touch upon, right? It was really brief. Like, it was something that she had said, a player that was just feeling like, you know, she was crying and she was like, I don't like that they see me as weak. And blah. and I was like, honey, that's a personal insecurity that you are projecting on a show that's literally fucking there to, like, you're supposed to be athletic to win said show. It has nothing to do with your feelings. It has nothing to do with you not, you know, them thinking that you're weak. Like, that's your own personal su- uh, insecurity that you're projecting onto a situation. And that's something that we as humans always fucking do. We project our own traumas and insecurities on topics that don't require any of that <laughs> to be solved. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, like, to, to do, like, a counter perspective, I guess, like, we all experience reality through that lens, too, you know? For sure. So, um, you know, if me and you were, were to watch a movie, like, we're basically watching two different movies. I know it's the same movie, but it's not, because um, I'm experiencing it through... You know, everything I've ever experienced, I guess, is the mm-hmm. way to frame it. And you're perceiving the movie from everything you experienced. So, like, it, it'll it'll affect us completely differently. Like, we, it will probably feel different things or, uh, you know, relate to different characters or whatever, you know, and so on. Um, so, where am I going with this? Uh, I think where I'm going with this is that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I go off on a tangent sometimes and, and, and lose it. But I feel like, you know... We all have our own experience of life. You know, it, it, the metaphor doesn't stop with the movie. The metaphor is the movie. So um, life itself is something we experience. Yeah, through first person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. First person. So, you know, you're the main character in your movie and I'm the main character in my movie, but they both exist, you know? And because of that, like, I have to, I like to respect your opinion too, you know, and everyone else's opinion. And, it's that gray area, right? Like, 100%. I think that's how you learn and you grow when you have that respect for other people's opinions. Like, yeah, there's an argue of morality. Like, I, obviously, if we're talking about something as fucking extreme as, like, I don't know, like, rape or something. Like, okay, yeah, that, we're starting to lean towards morality and there is right and wrong there. Of course, absolutely. But that sense, like, that specific feeling you would feel towards that topic, people are bleeding all over very lesser strength like strong that's a horrible choice of words conversations that just don't require that extreme of morality and that's where woke woke culture i feel like is getting so blurred because now how i feel about that morality of that conversation i'm just holding strong to every other fucking possible conversation to have because now like you said i'm main person i'm main character so how I view things is the right way to however I approach anyone's perspective or anyone's opinion. And that's so fucking unhealthy because none of us will ever grow from there if we cannot listen and respect each other's opinions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once you shut the door to any new information, you're, you're kind of putting yourself in a box and you're not allowing yourself to continue growing. And, you know, of course, I do agree with you on, you know, as long as something doesn't hurt anyone, you know, I think there's room for conversation, right? For sure. Um, but you have to be willing to have that conversation. You have to be willing to listen to the other person, you know? And I don't know. 
I feel like, though, to touch upon something, there was something you said that just now that I thought I found to be really important was like people, you know, like I said, everyone's experience is totally real and totally, you know, valid. Mm-hmm. And it's it's totally cool to have a belief. Like I think we're here to experience having beliefs, right? Sure. But when you when you project it out into the world and you say this is truth, well, maybe that's your truth. Maybe that's not everyone else's, you know. And maybe we all have our own truth. And I think a lot of conflict historically is over truth and over uh, religion, which I think religion is what basically a set of morals based on perceived truth. Truth. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck knows what truth is, though, right? Oh, that, dude, that used to be my big. Like, obviously, I'm his. Well, you're Catholic. Well, like, you came from a catholic you're italian right and like we we definitely did like certain catholic things but it wasn't like a big part of my my life my my upbringing well mine like these fucking latinos over here diehard catholics (laughs) right and (laughs) growing up that was always my biggest fucking argument with them because these people still watch their jesus movies okay like if it's christmas time you don't understand how annoyed i'm gonna be coming home from work because they're gonna watch jesus movies it fucking bothers me because they're so obsessed with it and I, growing up, I would always argue that to them. I'm like, how, where do you know these facts? Like, where the fuck, were you there? Like, you were not there. Like, I don't know why you guys are so diehard on these beliefs when it's like fucking playing the telephone game. You're, you're getting information that came down from this person. This, and don't get me wrong. That's how some of our greatest, you know, story or history is holds but still it's through a narrative of the first person you're you're hearing a story from a perspective of the person that lived through it we don't know if that's fucking true or not we all are fucking capable of bending the truth or lying or manipulation or god knows what so where the hell would i believe something written by a a fucking people who are so good at manipulation and all that shit you know (laughs) yeah well i mean religion is very controversial so fucking dude what a what a time for the, the podcast to cut us off, huh? <laughs> we were going zero to a hundred, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're in. We're, we're, we're warming up. We're warming up now, so we're going to the, the, you know, the fun stuff. But yeah, religion. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound so bad? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's ever said that before, but I, that, that was obviously a joke. So, I don't uh, give a shit. People come on here. They know I ain't shit, Joe. <laughs> it's <dude>. okay. <laughs> so... I feel like religion is so controversial. Like, I feel like the slightest thing of religion when it comes up, I just, you feel the room get tense, you know? For sure. Just like politics. <laughs> it, it is. It is one of those things. It's definitely one of those things, like, you're just, you don't bring up. You avoid at all costs because you know that's the conversation that's going to start the argument in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And why is that? I mean, honestly, funny enough, I don't think it's like that as much anymore. I feel like for sure politics is a still a sensitive subject, but I find more people who are not really that religious versus being religious because that's kind of dying down with our generation. Um, at least I see that. And I don't know. I think sure. it's just because people are exploring other... The, the new generation is asking why, right? I mean, they get a lot of shit for being really sensitive, but I mean, you got to give them credit where credit's due. They're questioning a lot of the shit that boomers were doing. Yeah. For sure. And so it's not as popular anymore and it's not really as sensitive as a topic because it's, it's the same thing, dude. We keep going back to this. People want to feel comfort in 
being relatable or finding something that gives them an answer. Like you said, why the fuck do we have to know everything? But religion came around to solidify that. Well, I don't know what happens after death, but you know what? I got told God's there, so that makes me feel better at night. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. um, I think it's controversial because it's basically someone, uh, going back to what I said before, it's kind of going, it's kind of someone telling you what truth is. For sure. it's like, that's your truth, you know? For sure. I respect that, and that's cool, but that's not my truth. And I think that's why people get so offended. Because someone's basically invalidating your experience of life. Ooh, I think that's I like that. Invalidating your experience at life. I really fucking like that. I think that's sensitivity across the board in world culture. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Because I think that's why we get so defensive for certain topics. I even touched on this on like an Instagram story. We feel personally invalidated if you tell me that my perspective is wrong. And I think, and I feel like a lot of people experience that, right? Like if you're not secure in your truths and your beliefs, then it's, it's really easy to fall victim to that. And like you said, like religion is such a touchy subject because like they feel as like, why are you invalidating my experience? I've felt God. I feel God. I pray to God. I know he's there, you know? Well, the vice versa. Mm -hmm. For sure. And And that's the thing. It's like yin and yang. Like. There's always going to be a gray area and people are like, no, like it's either you believe in it or you don't like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, yeah. why is it so hard to just be like, you don't fucking know. I don't know. I'm not an atheist. Like, I don't fucking know. There could be, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But that's like, they should make a religion about not knowing. Right? <laughs> Can we make our own right. religion? We worship no one because we don't know anything. We don't fucking know what's happening on this fucking tiny little rock fucking floating through space or, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what you should know. (laughs) Guys, we're going to come up with a drinking game for every time Joe and I say no or knowing, please take a shot. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) You could turn my episode into a drinking game. (laughs) That's so funny. No, dude, it's, it's super crazy to me how extreme things can get because of that because of people feeling invalidated on their perspective or their stance i don't think that's i think that's such a natural response for sure but i don't feel like i think the conversation went wrong prior to that right Mm -hmm. so like yeah i feel like if you approach any conversation where it's like let me tell you what's going on. And it's like, okay, but I don't see it that way, you know? And like, I don't know. I think that's just the structure for a conversation to turn into an argument. Mm-hmm. When it's, I don't know, if you if you phrase something like, this is what I experienced, but what, you know, what do you think? You feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's less tension there. Yeah, I, I had a, this, one of my best friends, <laughs> I love her to pieces. One of her best friends is like a 45 year old dude named Rob. Love Rob. If you're listening to this, homie, shout I told you, Rob. I told you I would shout you out at some point because <laughs> he tells me that he thinks this is the greatest country in the world. We're at a bar. Should not be talking about this at a bar, but it's fine. I digress. We're drinking a couple beers in. He's like, yeah, America's the greatest country. And I was like, yeah, hard pass, bro. Like, no, I don't think that. 
And he's like, well, why do you think that? Like, have you actually traveled outside of the country? No, I have not, but I don't need to travel outside the country to make that statement. And he's like, well, I've traveled and I just feel like blah, blah. And I was like, okay, how many places have you traveled? He's like 12 countries. Yeah, well, there's more than 12 that exist in this fucking world. So unless you've been to every single fucking one, I highly doubt you can make a statement like that. And it doesn't invalidate mine just because what the fuck exactly? I've never been out of the country. So how the fuck am I going to say that we are the greatest? Like how, what an ignorant statement to say, right? And I told him, I was like, but I respect, like I was listening to him and he was listening to me. And at the end of the day though, like we respected each other. Like he got to say everything he said and I got to say everything that I said. And then we fucking squashed it, cheers and went on. And like, that is how conversations, you know, I learned from him. He learned from me. We respect each other's opinion. We did not fight. We didn't cancel yeah. each other. We didn't cuss at each other. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> That's yeah, how it should be. Talked. You guys just talked. We just yeah. talked. And it's, it would be so we, perspectives. And... Yeah. You could bridge so much of these fucking age gaps if we were more comfortable having those conversations. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of people that don't like <laughs> listen. And it goes back to like the extremists, one side or the other. But it, mm-hmm. life would be more peaceful if we could just conversate better <laughs> yeah to say the least definitely yeah um yeah i mean just hearing about that experience it's like all truths are true you know like to rob this is the greatest fucking country in the world and to you maybe not so much but you guys are both experiencing that reality simultaneously you know mm-hmm. so uh who's to say which one is real and which one is not like they're both they're both valid you know for sure they're both right and they're both and they're both through two different perspectives like i'm yeah. speaking to someone that's never dealt with any of the things that i've possibly dealt with in this country i understand that that's not also for me to project onto him if he's never yeah. experienced what i've experienced granted okay he can't see what I see from that level, but that's also not an excuse to project that onto him because that said anger from those experiences are not his to fucking carry. Yeah, absolutely. And, well and thanks. <laughs> yeah. And you guys, you know, had this conversation and it ended beautifully. You guys cheers and probably had a great night. And just think about like the way you guys handle that and then compare it to you know, the way most things are handled, most conversations are had. Yeah, arguably, I've always been told, well, and it's funny, because, like, you know how we're trying to be transparent here, and we're trying to, like, say, like, we don't know everything or whatever? Mm -hmm. You know, I can have those conversations. Arguably, I've always been told that I'm really great to have conversations with. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a people's person. I'm very well-spoken. I know how to get my thoughts clearly, whatever, across. But granted, that doesn't mean that this is me 24-7. This is what people are hearing. Cool. This is what people can see on Instagram. Great. But like behind closed doors, like I am not always this well put together. I can throw tantrums. I can have mental breakdowns. I can say a bunch of dumb shit when I'm feeling emotional or my walls are down or stuff like that. Like it's very important to understand that what we've said before, like you don't know everything. And there's no way to know everything. And we're human and we are all have to give ourselves room to breathe in yeah. this world. <laughs> True, it's, we are all human, you know? Like, I feel like there's imperfection in just being a human itself. 
and it's okay. Like, we're all just fucking trying. We're all just trying with what we got. We're all just dealing with what we got, you know? Like, we're all just trying to do what we think will make us happy, you know? And that's a fucking journey in itself, because finding happiness or finding the version of you that will make you happy is not a fucking easy journey. And it's not a short one, either. It's probably a long one. It might never end, actually. I don't know. You know? Sure. I think... Yeah, go ahead. No, I just think, like, we could just be so compassionate with one another you know there's just so many play i feel like there's just so many ways to perceive these really big problems we have collectively you know societally and like i think it's i don't know if it's ever gonna happen or if we're ever gonna get there but i really do hope we do and i feel like you know this could be like one big fucking party for all of us you know but oh yeah like so we're so divided and Oh, we fight each other all the time. We're we're fighting the wrong fights, man. If, if people thought 2020 was going to be the year that it got us close, I will say I had some fucking hope, dude. After 2020, I was like, dude, we might be going in the right tra- trajectory here. But then, you know, the world went back to normal. And I was like, oh, just kidding. No, no, we're back to we're back to our shit. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we definitely we're gonna have a process collectively. You know, I don't think it's gonna happen overnight. Um, I know we, we've all been through a lot though. Like, I mean, to say that we've all been through this whole COVID thing, like, I feel like we normalized it pretty quickly. Like we don't really, you know, like, I don't know, like, do you ever like take a step back and you say, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) We're we're living, you know, we're living through this virus and this whole, like, we're all just so like, I don't know. I don't want to project again, not anyone's experience. Cause I, I know even COVID itself has a spectrum and how people experienced it you know sure. like there were some people who experienced it and they were working the whole time or they were oh yeah you your know, girl they, was essential <laughs> yeah right so like the essential workers had a way different COVID experience than the people who got to stay home and collect right for sure and both experiences are real they both happened at the same time um and it's just it's just been crazy i don't know i feel like it's been a crazy thing to say the least no absolutely and i just we got to this point somehow, right? Like this didn't, obviously we woke up in this gener. like we're born, okay, we're born in these eras or whatever. And we got here at some point and it's just like, I don't know, man. Like I just think the shit that we worry about is so trivial to the shit we should really be worried about. And to make changes or to do things in the right, you know, that benefits society in a better morale, you know, it's hard, like you said, and there's more shit that needs to be done. So when I see people attacking each other on the internet for the most stupidest things, like I I remember, which is the one that like pissed me off the most. It was like this girl who was saying, and not to get too far off topic, but it was a, it was a girl who was saying that like bisexuality is invalidated if a woman is married to a man. And there was like, you know, in the comment sections, people were saying that that's misogynistic of the woman to say, because it's like, why does that have to do with anything, right? Like, if that's her choice to marry a man. And you just see the comment section going, tearing each other apart, stitching the videos, all this crap. And I'm just sitting here as a, like, I'm bisexual myself, and I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care if there's somebody out there that thinks that if I marry a man, that that's invalid. Do you want to know why? There's more important shit to fucking worry about. There's more important shit to argue about. If you're going to put that much energy 
into an argument, you need to argue about shit that could actually change and change the society for a better way. But no, we fight on the internet for the stupidest shit. Who cares about that person on the internet's opinion? They hold no title or anything. Was this Twitter? It was TikTok. I gotta get the fuck off TikTok, but it was TikTok. TikTok. Okay, so, <laughs> so you're saying to me that a person went on TikTok and put this message out there that if you are a bisexual woman and you are married to a man, finish the rest. What? 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 what then that that basically says like you're not you're not really bisexual. That's an interesting perspective. So that that kind of leads me to believe that the person who posted that maybe feels like they invalidate their experience for some reason for sure it goes it's literally everything gets wrapped around about like you are projecting your own let's say it's reality. not an, your own reality yeah i didn't want to say insecurity yeah your own reality on something that like gr- granted everybody's obviously has their own opinions but it's the fact that you went on your platform to do it and now everybody's fucking arguing about it and then everybody else is feeding into it and feeding into it and creating like this huge monster and i'm like sitting here like bro it ain't that deep it sure the fuck is not. <laughs> it's funny, damn. This is so all connected, obviously. Um, I know. I have a, I have a knack at doing that. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's really cool. It's good. That gives me a lot of thoughts, though. Um, so yeah, first of all, I feel like the person who posted that is basically invalidating any bisexual person who is married to a man. You're, you're basically claiming that their experience is not valid, and. That is gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way. Maybe maybe bisexuality is too big to define into these narrow, you know, structured kind of. Mess. I don't know, like like, it, maybe it's too big to define, and that's okay. Like, why can't there just be both? You know, for sure. And it's like you said, like where we're fighting each other because that person that posted that um, was she, I think she was was she lesbian? I think she was lesbian. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm not going to go back and try to double check it or whatever. But so I, what I'm bringing is like there's so much fight and hate in the LGBT community, in the black community, in the Hispanic community. Literally, we're all fighting our, like each other instead of realizing we got a bigger fight to fight. <laughs> like, it's, it's just it's shit like that that I'm like sitting here and I'm like, you guys are fucking cool. As much as what she says could hurt you if you are a bisexual and you don't agree with that statement, do not put your energy into shit because that's their life. That's their truth. Walk away from conversations that you know clearly that person is not going to hear you. So walk away. Don't put your energy in that because you put more anxiety and more stress into those shit. And then you start doubting your own experiences. You start questioning yourself. Why? Because someone on the fucking internet has an opinion? No. <laughs> well, doesn't it seem that, like, social media tends to, like, algorithmically drive these kind of conversations? Like, I don't know. That's the vibe I get. I feel like that's kind of why I've never had, uh, at least recently, I, I kind of avoid social media as much as I can. And I just noticed that it's very divisive. Like, there's a lot of those conversations going on. And... Uh, sure. Just, like, argue? I don't know. No, it is an algorithm. It's it's to get you to get on your fucking phone so they can advertise. At the end of the fucking day, social media is now a form of marketing to get you to buy shit or do shit or whatever the fuck they want you to do, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to take a step back and you have to take it for what it is. 
that's why I'm trying to train myself to just go on there and just watch my little cute dog videos and shit and call it a day. <laughs> and I get too wrapped into what the algorithm wants to show me because there was even a documentary that said that that was the whole fucking purpose. So there's literally a fucking documentary that tells people, hey, just to let you know, we show you the shit you want to hear to get you social, to keep using your phone. Dilemma, right? Huh? Is that, is that what you're referring to? The social dilemma on Netflix? I think so. I think that's the one. Yeah. Um, do you think people are more likely to consume when they're emotional? Sure. That's what drives us. It's what makes us buy music and buy art, whatever. Whatever like you, It's like yeah. uh, whatever gives you that that feeling, right? Like makes you feel something. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, basically they designed this, these apps on our phones that we just carry every day now. I mean, that just became normal quick too, right? We just had, we, we brought the computer with us now. We, it's in our pocket. We're on it all day long, every day, probably giving our brain way too much information than we used to. Yeah. We're overstimulated as fuck. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And that definitely has to have some neurological effects on us long term i mean i've had a smartphone since 2009 so i don't even know what my what my brain is like often for more than i don't know maybe the eight hours i go to bed sometimes so isn't that scary (laughs) dude yeah so we're carrying this device all the time that we never used to have but now it's always on us and then we have these apps on them that purposely give us all of these emotionally provoking, you know, debate-like kind of conversations or posts or whatever content. And then it perfectly engineered has the exact advert of whatever the fuck you're thinking of or talking about, you know, like. It's scary shit, dude. I don't know, that sounds a little suspicious. (laughs) That's a little suspicious. Right, like I could talk about, you know, I don't know. I'll just throw an example, like a pair of sneakers, and then I'm scrolling, and ten minutes later, it's like, oh, those pair of sneakers that I just talked about with my brother is, you know, just looking at me in the face right now. <laughs> no, it's the truth, dude. It's so scary. It's like privacy is not important at all. No, and I mean, I would even argue, like, I didn't have like internet or cable or anything like that until I was in college, right? So I'm roughly what, what, how long has it been since then? 2013, so like eight years or whatever. And it's like you said, like even in that short amount of time, I'm trying to remember like, why the fuck can I be without my phone? I spent so long without it. Why the fuck do like, why is it so hard now? (laughs) Yeah, well, it's symbiotically attached to you at this point, right? Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. I know, and I, and I feel you too. I feel like we are that generation who lived without it, and now we're living with it. And I think some of us are like, I don't know if this is it, you know? I mean, I remember, like, you know, I remember having to use the phone line to go to the internet, and there would be no phone calls in my house because I was on the internet, you know? Yeah, so, that's right. You remember that? Like, having to tell your mom or whatever, like, oh, can I use the internet? Because, you know, you can't talk to your to anyone right now so well i didn't have internet i went to the public library you know those exist guys oh i remember that <laughs> uh, love the i went to the public library to get on myspace for an hour and i had a cell phone but i didn't have friends 
No, I feel you. <laughs> so like, I mean, not that I didn't have friends, but like I didn't use it. Like I never talked on the phone. Granted, I literally used my cell phone to just tell my parents where I was. I went to my friends' houses. Like we hung out. We we played outdoors. We skateboarded. We fucking did all yeah. the things. Like I cannot understand how my niece and nephew are so glued to their fucking phone. I I think it's so gross. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's interesting because they're growing up with these technology much earlier, obviously, right? Like I said, so we kind of grew into this technology and we we have contrast experiences to give us some sort of point of reference. Yeah, and these kids don't. These kids, they're growing up with iPads, you know? Like, I had a Game Boy and that shit was sick, but it wasn't a phone, you know? Like, it was complete different technology and I think... I think it has its advantages. Like, I, I think these kids can be way smarter because of all the information. But I also think that their attention span can be really altered or, you know, and I'm sure there's probably Ooh. some neuroscience to it, but I don't think our attention is, is as good as it used to be because we're not, I feel like we're constantly being programmed to have quick, you know, kind of quickly seeking the next thing, right? You know, it's so funny that you say that is like instant gratification, right? I think Mm -hmm. this generation is instant gratification and how they go from one extreme to the other. They can love someone so hard and then that person, I don't fucking know, said something stupid like 10 years pack and they find it and then they cancel them and then they're over them. Like the cancel culture, like it's literally because of that because they're so fucking stimulated with so much information and they're getting so much instant gratification from their influencers, the apps, whatever the fuck it is that they're following. It's so easy for them to get distracted because they have like that's literally what they're growing up on and being raised in and that's like their world and it's like dude like that is dangerous within itself it's gross (laughs) dude you know what i find super interesting too and correct me if i'm wrong or you know at any point but i feel like the way social media is designed to give you that quick you know serotonin release like that quick hit right Mm -hmm. i feel like that doesn't work with life right like no. i feel like anything anything worth having in life it's like you better put in ten thousand hours at least before you even think about yeah that thing you know but you have these apps that are designed to just give you that quick hit you know like that, that quick dopamine release and it's like kind of like neurologically rearranging your mind and because we're humans and we seek pleasure you know we don't like pain we seek pleasure and pleasure is typically what drives us forward so when you're getting all of this pleasure from these easy kind of um you know things that you don't have to work for really very hard mm-hmm. that's, that's i don't know if that translates well into like real life yeah there's no room for pain anymore you you exclude yourself from pain because you feel as though you the world has the internet has told you that you know, if you fucking say a positive affirmation in the morning, that's it. That'll get you going. You automatically forgot you were depressed. <laughs> Crazy. It's, it's like you said, people don't want to put in the work. It's like, I don't like to talk about mental health. Like, you got to put in the work, man. You got to want to love yourself enough to go seek help or go, you know, do the right things. And that's why I don't like the internet for what it is right now and why I think, like, my message for today for our episodes or whatever it's like what we just said like fucking agree that we don't know everything get off these apps get off of these things thinking that this is gonna teach all of this all of social media dude that's coming out on all these positive affirmation shit they come from books 
If you think these fucking influencers are pulling this shit out of their ass and they're all of a sudden fucking Yoda, no, dumbasses. They, this has all existed in books already. It's already been written <laughs> that they're copying, pasting, and your dumbass is liking it and giving this person clout. <laughs> like, just get the hell off of social media and really put in the work. And this goes for all aspects. It does not have to be that deep. In whatever, if it's your career, your passion, whatever the hell it is, this can be applied to anything. You need to become more centered in reality than what is being marketed and constructed for you, you know? And it sounds harsh because your girl's very preachy. It's like I told you before, like, I don't coddle. <laughs> I'm not good at coddling. <laughs> no, you don't like cuddling? Coddling. Oh, coddling. I'm sorry. Oh, you're so offended if I wasn't okay with cuddling. No, I'm not, I mean, I'm not offended. Like, you know, totally could not like it, obviously. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I had questions ready, you know? You did? You were like, what? No, I, was, I don't I like. processing it with me. No, I don't know. No. I love, I love, I love cuddling. So. Is, this where, is this where our trajectory of our conversation, we're going to talk yeah, about cuddling? This is literally the perfect end to this. We, we went from religion to cuddling. I think that's, <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> it's a good note to end on. It's a good note, gotta yeah. Leave, you got to leave the people with a good note, you know? That's facts. And yeah, unfortunately, I'm not a good coddler. <laughs> I totally tell them all the time. Like, t- I tell you guys all the time. Like, I... I totally get that I sound very aggressive when I get to a point when I talk about these topics. I just feel so strongly because it's like, if you've ever sat here and you've listened to me and you feel as though like, damn, like I want to get where she's at. Like, dude, it's not that hard to get here. It's literally unplugging yourself and putting in the work. I've put in the work. And like you said, like this instant gratification shit, bro, it comes with grief and pain and mourning old habits and mourning your old self like you gotta be okay with being uncomfortable you gotta be okay with being human and that you're gonna fuck up and you're gonna not know everything and you shouldn't have you know if you find yourself your experience is getting invalidated in a conversation with someone else step away from that conversation it's not that deep if, if it doesn't physically wound you or affect your life step back that's the message like agree that we don't fucking know everything and that's when life slows down and that's when things get more peaceful for yourself in my opinion (laughs) i love that you ended it like that drop the microphone bro in my opinion (laughs) just you know so we can remember it's my opinion that just ties everything we spoke about right (laughs) that's your that's your your truth so i'm happy you know speak it right thanks yeah and you're like i'm dude i could appreciate that we can be open-minded and have these conversations so i wanted you on here i mean like you know it's it's easy to get lost in the world we live in so definitely yeah i kind of hard not to (laughs) facts and mind you guys i i didn't even say how i met joe in the beginning so i guess you could find out how i met joe towards the end (laughs) literally we met on the internet <laughs> yeah so, that's so I, ironic <laughs> oh god it is it's so ironic yeah the internet's not all bad I'm not you know I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that it's all bad it's, there's so much room and potential for such good things on the internet and there there already is so much good on the internet but the internet is a spectrum in itself right there's a lot of good there's a lot of bad there's a lot of gray area and that seems to be the the common thing 
amongst everything in this fucking reality, the spectrum. <laughs> just be happy you're in the spectrum. Be happy you're part of it. Look to your left, look to your right, and fucking appreciate every fucking color in the rainbow. Because we, we all fucking need each other to exist. <laughs>